about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Hello and welcome to another week of All In With The Lord. My name is Art Cardos, and every week we get together to discuss our progress in being all in with the Lord. Are you all in with the Lord? Are you all in? You're all in with something. You know, every one of us has something in our life that we're all in with. It could be a sports team. It could be a car. It could be just your work or, or marriage or whatever, but you're all in something. And that is where you focus most of your energy, most of your time, and we're all in. Well, in this program, we turn the frequency to all in with the Lord. And are you growing every day in every way by the grace of God? Um, are you all in with the Lord. That's pretty much what we're saying. So, why are we here? Why are humans on this earth? Is it because there was nowhere else to become a human? Is it because the Creator created a universe by which we could operate? And uh, He placed our bodies, our human forms, in this planet. He made this planet for us. He didn't make us for the planet. He made the planet to serve us. He made everything in the earth to serve mankind. And therefore, when he structured it, when he set it up, everything about it creates the uh, what's necessary for us to exist, to live, and to live abundantly. Um, people are designing robots right now, and some of them are looking pretty good. They're, they're coming, you know, very advanced, and this AI thing is just scaring the heck out of people, but it's really advancing. And when they create these robots, let me ask you a question. It's very simple. Do they create them to operate to the fullest potential they can? And of course, the answer is yes. You wouldn't create the robot and say, let's throw a virus in there and, and mess it up so it can't be fully fully operational. That would be crazy. And, um, and yet people think that God somehow uh, doesn't want us to be fully, fully uh, operational in every area. God created us to have dominion over this planet, have dominion over every circumstance and situation that is operating against you in your life. And they do operate against you, and they do exist. Circumstances exist. Um, problems exist. Viruses exist. Sicknesses exist. Why do they exist? Because the creator, creator who created us gave us a design, and if we will work within the realm of that design, none of those things would hurt us. 
But the minute we step outside of that design, then they're all there to contaminate us. And that's what happened with the curse of the law. Uh, initially, the Adam was just living under the blessing. The blessing is the operating system that causes everything to work to your benefit and good. When Adam stepped outside of that, then he got into the gray area where everything didn't work to his good, and he had to actually physically work at that time. We did not, we were not designed to have to do physical labor. And we were not designed that that we would have to sweat and work that hard. We were designed to create, to dominate, <clears throat> but that changed. And Jesus came, and he came to get it back. God was not willing to lose everyone to that, that black hole of curses, and, and, and that he, this, this creation that he created, the human body, the human man, the human woman, he didn't want to lose you for all eternity into that black hole where you don't know who you are. Who are you? You have to ask yourself that question because you are created in the image and likeness of the Creator. We are, each one of us, every human is another piece of what God looks like. When you say, what does God look like? Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So every one of us, with Jesus the Christ in us, if you see us, you see the Father. Because you see Jesus, and you see the Father. And that is who we are supposed to identify with. People like to use the word identify. Some people do not identify as knowing Jesus the Christ as their Lord and Savior. Jesus provided a way to get back our complete, total operating system to where it operates according to the rules of this planet, causing you to prosper and every aspect of your life. But we don't all call for that. We don't call that into existence. What we call is, is what we see, which is not always what we want. And when you look around your life, wherever you found yourself today, if you're married, if you're single, if you are broke, if you are sick, if you are rich, if you are healthy, wherever you have found yourself, you have to now decide if you want to identify with Jesus the Christ as may, and make him the Lord and Savior of your life. What does that mean? other than the fact that you were destined to go to hell for the sin of mankind, it means you could live a different kind of life starting today. What kind of life? What kind of life could you live differently? Wherever, look at your life. The home, business, 
social, mental, physical, spiritual, financial, any area, any area that you're not completely content and happy with, you have the potential. You have been given the gift to change it. That is the kingdom, the keys to the kingdom of God. But most people that I know, and tons and tons of Christians, have no clue that they can change whatever is going on in their life by changing what they believe about themselves. What do you believe about yourself? That's the most important question. Who are you? Are you just a, a, a person that got born on this planet and th there's no hope? Because I'm going to tell you right now, there's, all, there's never been as much depression in the earth as there is now. And, and the people are depressed. Why? They're walking around with a billion, trillion dollar um, operating system and body. And what is it, what is it that's causing us to think we're not worth anything? Why is depression at an all-time high? Well, the first reason is people have chosen to take God out of their life. Yeah. Or they won't let him in. One of the two. Schools, the minute. They took the Bible out of the school. The minute they took God out of the school, the minute they did that, they left a vacuum, an opening for something else to come in. And now, of course, you see what we got coming in. It's all kinds of doctrines and thoughts, and this is what this group believes and that group believes. But they took out the core. God, Jesus, the Word brings hope and happiness. You take that out and you have hopelessness. That's what you have. The kids today, I've, I'm praying for them. I hope you are. Because they do not have um, the kind, unless they have parents that are really teaching it and bringing it home, they do not have the opportunity at school or anywhere else to hear adults, serious adults, talking about their faith in God. And even religious groups don't want to be so bold as to talk about God in public. Talk about Jesus in public. The, if you go back in time, I mean, people were burned at the stake, they were killed, martyred, because of their faith in Jesus. Today, people want to go undercover. They don't want to bring out that Jesus is in their life. Now, a lot of people do, and more and more are, and I will say that, that we are in that moment of uncovering the real church. The real church is materializing in the earth, so that's the good news. But when you look around and you see people who are hopeless and depressed, you have an answer. You have a solution. And, I mean, when I talk to people, I was talking to somebody last week, and 
They were telling me about how they felt that way and everything. When they got all done talking, I simply said, do you want a solution? Sure. What's that? Well, it's God's Word. And God's Word will and can heal you instantly. Oh, come on, Art. Yes, instantly. However, you would have to want to accept that as a fact. And if you can't, because you cannot allow yourself to believe it, which is probably the case in a lot of cases where people are really hopeless, then you need some help. And the help is by putting in the scriptures. Now, we have a scripture book. You can get a copy of that book online. Uh, you can go to armiesforjesus.com and you can get a copy of that scripture book. They're promises. And I just tell people, if you'll just take this book and repeat these promises out loud every day for 90 days in a row, 90 days straight, the Word will do the work. God's Word never, ever returns void. It doesn't. And I can tell you why. I can tell you why, um, mechanically, why it always will work. Because there is an invisible world around us that operates off of God's Word. God's Word was the original program that was in Adam. And when Adam released God's word into the earth and knew it would work, didn't wonder if it would work, he knew it would work. He believed that he 100% was all in believing God's word, and it worked every time. Because first of all, the earth was brand new. There was nobody contaminated it. The atmosphere was clean. <clears throat> there was nobody thinking negative thoughts yet. But everything he wanted or imagined would materialize probably within moments, if not seconds. And then one day, along comes this creep. We call him the creep, man. He's the creep. The snake. The devil. And he, he's, you're, you, you sure God told you everything about this? Are you sure? he, he just wanted to put in a little doubt. If he could get Adam to doubt God, then it wouldn't be an all-knowing experience anymore. And he got Adam to bite into that fruit, which is simply, you know, God didn't give you every ounce of information he has then you would be just like him. If you eat this fruit, you'll become just like God. And you'll know good and bad. Well, God was trying to spare us all from having to know the bad. God was going to teach Adam all about the bad, but not having to experience the bad. But Adam jumped the gun. And he listened and well, Eve brought him the fruit, and he's, yeah, well, what the heck? He took a bite. And when he did that, he actually became a traitor to the, to the system. It's a whole other story. And, and, and so the penalty for being a traitor is death. And he then died spiritually. 
he no longer could see in the spirit. Now, what does that mean? He could see at atomic structures. Adam could see the subatomic. Like right now, you can't see the internet, but you know you got it because you're sending pictures and you're texting and you're, you, you know, whether it's a frequency for your phone or whether it's a Wi-Fi. I mean, for a long time, it was so funny because everybody had a sign in their front window, free Wi-Fi, <laughs> free Wi-Fi. Wow. Well, that kind of disappeared because everybody expects it to be there. What's Wi-Fi? It's an invisible signal that you cannot see, but you're counting on it because when you go in with your computer to one of these places for breakfast or wherever, and you are going to tap into that Wi-Fi, you're going to go to put in your password and you're going to connect to the Wi-Fi and you know it's there. That's in the spirit world. It is a spirit. You can't see. It. It's a frequency. What about all the radio frequencies? So you go now today, you don't even go on in, with your phone. You go on uh, an app that taps into the radio show that's being transmitted somewhere by a frequency. That's where it's originating. And so it's coming into your phone. If you go on in your car and you put in on AM or FM, you're going to find a frequency. Where is that frequency? Why do you think that's there? Or is it coming from a satellite? A lot of people have the satellite system and they get all their information from there. Here's the point. How smart are you that you know that there's all these invisible frequencies delivering all these daily services to you, yet you don't understand that God created you more powerful than them? That you literally are a transmitter? <clears throat> you literally are a frequency originator? You are a production facility? Your body <coughs> produces energy. Yep, it does. It's producing energy every single second. It's putting out a frequency every single second. Now, why are some people hopeless and some people full of hope? What's the difference in their frequency? Oh, there's a big difference. Some people walk into the room and they brighten it up. Some people walk out of the room and they brighten it up. Why? Because they take themselves with them. When they walk out of the room, that energy leaves. There are some people I know that you must know by now that you don't like to hang around. They're, they're just not fun. They're just not People that make you feel good about you. They, they're down. They bring you down. The Eeyores of the world. Did you ever watch the cartoons with Eeyore? And, and poor, poor Eeyore, Eeyore, you know? So there's people like that who are hopeless. Now, a lot of them can't help it. I, I agree with that. They don't understand that they became that way. 
That is part of the original sin. The original sin is all of us not living up to the standard that God originally created us to live up to. Because when you are in original sin, which came from Adam, you're in doubt. You're in not sure God gave me everything I need. Not sure he's given me, he wants the best for me. Man, you got to know what God's will is. If you don't know God's will, there's two things you got to know. One is his will, and two is his way. God's will and God's way. God's will and God's way. You got to know both. If you think it's God's will, if you think those people are producing robots right now and on purpose putting in to their programming things that will slow down and retard them, you're crazy. Why would anyone create a robot and that very efficient and then put something in to slow it down so it can't do everything? No one in their right mind. Why would you spend the time? Neither would God. He created you in his very own image and likeness. Then, here you come, boom, into the world. And you are surrounded by whatever you're surrounded by. Your parents, your relatives, your friends, who teach you what they think. Now, if they know the Word of God, and they're people who have studied the Word and understand it, they're getting you closer to getting out of what we call sin, because all sin does, any sin, you got the the big ten, but anything apart from faith, the Bible tells us, is sin. So any sin in you contaminates the process of you getting what you want. It stops it. The invisible world, the quantum world, the subatomic structure is creating for you every day. It is creating exactly what you think you want. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So in your heart, in your heart, you believe certain things. What do you believe? If you tell me what you absolutely believe, like some people will tell me, no, I believe this candidate is really good. I believe that one will destroy. Well, they have serious beliefs about things based on something. So what do you believe about you? What do you believe about God's word? <clears throat> what do you believe? Believe. I mean, absolutely believe. Because what you believe is what is happening to you in your life right now. Guaranteed. There is no other way. The irony of all of this on earth is going to be when you get to heaven, if you've accepted Jesus and you get there, when you get there, you are going to find out that the only reason you didn't win big on planet earth was not because of God. It was because of sin in the earth 
and your, your inability to overcome it. Jesus overcame it for us. <clears throat> so, if he overcame it for us, why don't you take him and his word and overcome it for you with him? He did all the work. You can't do it. You can't, I agree, you can't do it. Are you broke, busted, sick, and disgusted? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Are you stuck in a bad relationship? Are you stuck in an abusive relationship? Are you stuck in a impoverished relationship? You have nothing. Are you homeless? And you got to hear this. I don't know. All I can tell you is that can turn around in 90 days or less. Oh, yes. And actually sooner. But you have to believe it. So the key to getting uncontaminated is to think about what do you believe? What do you believe? What do you believe? Oh, you have no idea how bad my life is. I believe it's only going to get worse. Well, I cannot help you to change your life if you believe that. Neither can God. All he can do is try to get his word to you that says, you can turn it around. I did deliver you. He did go to the cross and pay the price to get you back. But you have to call him into your life. Calling things that are not as though they are. First part of that is calling Jesus into your life and calling what he did in this earth as the fact. And that fact will now operate in your life. We have to change what we believe. It's not just what we think. You have what you think, you have what you say, but you have what you believe. And what happens is when you say something often enough, you begin to believe it. That's why faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The more you hear yourself say God's Word, the more you become like God, but you're all, you, you're, you, the more you believe it, your faith begins to grow, because faith comes by hearing. But the more you say, I don't believe, or there's nothing good that ever happens to me, or the, you know, I, I mean, I can't even think of anymore all the things people say, but they say dumb things. And the more you say it, the more you believe it. Now, you can't just change everything by changing what you say, but that's the beginning. But if you take God's word and say God's word, now you're talking like him. It might be the first time you ever hear the audible word of God is when you say God's word out of your mouth, now you've heard God speak. That's the truth. And the truth, the Bible says, will set you free. How will it set you free? Because when you say it, and when you hear it, and then you start to believe it, and it comes out of your heart, and goes into the subatomic world, and creates a new environment in which you can live. You are living in the environment which you created up until this time. Would you like to change it? You can, and we'll talk about it in the second half of this program. But you can change. That's the most important part. Jesus brought the good news 
that you don't have to be poor anymore. You don't have to be <coughs> hopeless anymore. <coughs> you don't have to mourn. You don't have to be sad. You are more than a conqueror. You're made in the image and likeness of God. Now, we'll be right back after this very important message. So don't go away. We're talking about how things can change in your life now. It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Broadcasting live from historic West Norriton Township. This is AM 1180. AM 1180. WFYL. King of Prussia. Philadelphia. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. Thanks for staying with us. And uh, we are talking about <clears throat> the Word of God. And we're talking about you. Who do you think you are? Who you think you are is everything. If you think you're a nobody, if you think you're lost in the billions of people <clears throat> that exist, and you're just a nothing, then you will act like a nothing, and you will attract nothing, and your life will reflect nothing. That's the way it works. If you believe you are a child of God, and God created you, and out of all the billions of people, there is nobody else exactly like you. You're unique. Your Father has given you special abilities to accomplish anything on this earth. If you believe that, you'll move forward. But if you don't, if you listen to the world tell you you don't even know if you're a man or a woman, you don't even know what gender you are, you don't have a clue, maybe you're both. All the world is trying to do is stop you from discovering who you were made to be. So, do you think the robot people will stop making women robots? and they'll all become neutral, I think they better get going on that one because uh, that's exactly what the world is trying to tell us, that there shouldn't be one or the other, that God somehow, again, made a mistake. He didn't make everybody who's a man a man. Somebody got mixed up in there. Well, here's the deal. God is the source of all good. And if it's not good in your life, it's not God. Now, I know a lot of people want to blame God for everything in their life <clears throat> that's not correct or not good. That's not it. God's, God is all about getting you the very best life you could possibly have based on what you will allow him to get into your heart. 
if you don't allow them in, if you lock the door, or you only allow in certain, oh, I can't believe that, I can't believe that, well, the more you say it, the more you can't believe it. So God is all good. He wants to get the solution to you. He has the solution for anything, for everything. And it's it's right here that he's, Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand. It's it's in, in the invisible world right around us. We are spirit people living in a physical body. We have been given the production equipment to produce whatever we want in life. I, I, I don't know how else to say it. I've watched in my world how things have just transformed totally different because of what I believe. And yes, as growing up, and I didn't understand all this and believe it, <clears throat> it was a process, and it takes probably, if, if God could just flood you with the right thinking, it would be 24 hours and you're ready to go is the way Adam was before he sinned. But because of sin and all the things in the earth that try to stop us, not only does it take 40 years in the desert, it could take 80 it could take 50, 60, 70, or you learn a little as you go, and you get a little better, a little better, a little better. Wouldn't it be nice if you could just wake up tomorrow and be totally restored in the, in the full wisdom and knowledge of God? That's the purpose of reading the Word, speaking the Word. <clears throat> Truthfully, we should only ever be speaking the Word out of our mouth. Um, a life of faith brings abundance. It just does. If, if you're living in unbelief, well, it's a whole different ballgame. It brings things you don't want. Galatians 6, 7 through 9. Do not be deceived and deluded and misled. God will not allow himself to be scorned or mocked or mere pretensions or professions or by his precepts set aside. You can't mock God and get and get good results. It isn't going to work. He inevitably deludes himself, deludes himself who attempts to delude God. He who deludes God deludes himself. If you're if you're saying I don't believe I don't believe what God says. You're no different than Adam when he fell. That's the problem. Original thinking, original sin is in your brain. For whatever a man sows and and that and that and o- that only is what he will reap. Let me read that last line. This is Galatians 6 and 7 through 9. It's the amplified Bible, but it's whatever a man sows, that and only that is what he will reap. What are you sowing out of your heart? That is what you're reaping. It, it's how do I how do okay. If you and I have um, a radio or a car with a radio, and you turn the switch on, AM station, you're going to get that AM signal, and only that AM signal. You have sowed into the spirit world the frequency for that signal, and you get that signal. Turn it to the next signal, you get that signal. 
You can hear them distinctly, clearly, separately. But as you sow, you reap. If you don't like what you're reaping, change what you're sowing. You're not doing it right. Don't continue to do the same thing that you, from your side, what you're sowing, saying, believing, giving, <clears throat> and not question the results. There has to be results. Now, it's possible to sow seed money uh, and or tithe and not receive. Oh, it's building up in the account. But if you don't believe you receive, you don't get it. It's what you believe. You say, well, I know I should give 10%, but I'm not expecting anything in return. In return. <coughs> well, that's contrary to God's word. God says, test me and see if I will not pour you out a blessing that you cannot contain. Why don't you believe that? Why are you thinking you don't deserve it? I'll tell you why. Because the sin of mankind has taught you that. I don't deserve anything. No, I don't. But I'm forgiven. I am loved by my Father who says, you don't deserve it, but you get it. You now deserve it because you're totally righteous. I made you righteous with me. Shouldn't get it because of what I've done in life, but I get it because of what Jesus did for me in life. We got to change what we think. You got to change what's in your heart. That's what we have to do. That is the scripture. You get what you reap. Genesis 41, 38 through 40. <clears throat> and Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find this man's equal, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? And Pharaoh said to Joseph, For as much God has shown you all this, there is nobody as intelligent and discreet and understanding and wise as you are. Joseph started rising up through the ranks. Why? Because of the wisdom of God in him. Joseph knew to rely on the Holy Spirit, which wasn't really here at that time, but God's wisdom inside of him. God got it through him, to him. And Joseph rose up because of relying on his wisdom. He gave him charge over his whole house, everything. Same thing with Daniel, same type of stories. So Mark 4, 27, 28. And then continues sleeping and rising day and night while the seed sprouts and grows and increases. He doesn't know how. Remember, you sow what you reap. You say God's word out of your mouth. Faith comes by hearing, the hearing the word. You start to believe it and you go to sleep night and day. The seed, the sower sows the seed, God's word, and it sprouts and it grows and increases in the invisible world, in the quantum invisible world, the subatomic world, he knows not how. You don't know how. God made it work that way. The earth produces, acting by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain of air, ear. So if you want something, you have to start by sowing the seed, saying it, believing it, and watch it as it comes closer to coming into your life. That is how the kingdom works. This is a spiritual, invisible world surrounding you. There is no one in this day and hour alive 
that should not understand the invisible world. No one, no one, everything that operates with Wi-Fi is in the invisible world. You can't see it, but you trust it. If you trust in Wi-Fi, why don't you trust in God? I mean, there's no one with a, with a, instru- I mean, even people in third world countries in the backwoods have satellite uh, Wi-Fi. I mean, there's no one who should not understand the invisible world today. It exists. You cannot say it doesn't exist. It does. And there's all these things you can't see. And God has created them to equip you, to help you to learn to pray. That's why you pray. That's why you decree. That's why you believe. So that you can sow in the invisible world will create what you believe. Not what you just say or think. What you believe. Because if you say it and don't believe it, it's not coming. It's it's a double-minded man. The Bible says a double-minded man will never get their prayers answered. So you say, okay, well, it sounds smart what you're saying. So let me see. I'm going to take God's word and say, I'm healed. But I'm not, Art. I still feel what I have. I have it. I can't lie. How can you take God's word and think you're lying? God a liar? Is he a liar? Because if that's what you're doing, you're calling him a liar. He says, take my word and say it. Now, you take God's word and you say it. And then you hear it. But now comes the key. You got to keep saying it to believe it. And you got to get to the point where you absolutely believe what you're saying, even while it does not exist yet. Let me ask you a question, Mr. Christian or Mrs. Christian. When you accepted Jesus, you said, okay, my sins are forgiven. I'm going to heaven. Did you go? No, not yet. You're still here. But you're calling things that are not as though they are. Are you lying? You didn't go to heaven. Well, yeah, Bart, but but I'm going to go. How do you know? You've accepted it. You believed it in your heart. Why can't you do that with other things? That is the very basis for believing in your heart, believing that Jesus is the Lord and Savior of your life. And that's the best thing you can ever do. But that's, that's like baby things. That's like, okay, now you're born again. Now what? Now you call other things that are not as though they are, but you must believe it in your heart. You must believe it in your core. You can't say it here and then here say, that ain't ever going to happen. That's a double-minded man and ain't going to happen. You're, you're interfering <coughs> in the system that makes it work. You're, you're telling it not to work. Our minds are tremendous uh, vehicles. They, they release thousands and thousands of chemicals into our body. If you begin to tell yourself you're sick over and over, or somebody, a doctor tells you you're sick, and you keep repeating it over and over again, your body, your mind will command the immune system to let up so that that sickness has its way. But if you repeat God's word, which says, by his stripes you were healed, it'll release other chemicals that cause your immune system 
to fight off and battle, but you got to believe it. So what happens is you get a symptom and you see the symptom. You can see it. And it's difficult for your mind to say, I don't see that. Way before it's going to change <coughs> what you see, you have to believe. And then the change will take place. So we have to learn to believe. That's what a believer is. You're called a believer. <coughs> Excuse me. You're called a believer. You are, what do you believe? Yes, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died for my sins and I'm going to heaven. Do you believe that? Yes. Okay. Well, how about are all your bills paid and your debts canceled? Because it also says that in the Bible. I'm not going to go through it right now, but it says it. Do you believe that? Ha! Huh. Come on, Art. Ain't God's responsible for my debts? What'd you call him a liar for? He said he is. He said he'll take care of it. He said Philippians 4.19. My God, my God shall supply all, all, all. How much of, the, of, of your bills are all? All my needs according to his riches, his riches, his riches, and his glory. All my needs. My God, my God. Or do you say that? Do you believe that? My God shall supply all my needs. There was a time in my life, I mean, I'm, I've lost track of when, 30, 40 years ago? I don't even know. I, time's gone so <clears throat> long. But where I did not, I had a lot of things going against me financially. And literally, I started repeating that. My God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. And I said it again and again. I might have said it two, three thousand times a day. My God will supply all my needs. Whenever my mind would go to that I didn't have, I would replace it with my God will supply. My God will supply. My God will supply. My God supplies all my needs. My God supplies all my needs. My God supplies all my needs. And... Lo and behold, it took me a while to battle off that thinking, change what I believed, but it happened. My God supplied all my needs according to his riches. Where's his riches? He created an atmosphere, an invisible world that's loaded with infinite, infinite anything that you need. It's right here. <clears throat> but you have to believe. You have to say it. You have to believe it. This is no joke. You joke around, you kid around, you clown around, you think it doesn't work. Go tell your friends it doesn't work. Go tell your friends how your prayers don't work. Will you start being an example of how they do work? That's what the real Christian is supposed to do. My God absolutely supplies every one of my needs according to his riches and glory, not mine. In Christ Jesus, in Jesus' name, amen. Do you believe it? Or is it just a joke? Because if you say it and say, eh, I don't know, then you're making a joke out of it. And you know what? Then you deserve to be where you are. Because you're the one not fighting for it. You're the one surrendering it. We need to change now. It's time for the church to dominate. We are dominators. We are to dominate the earth. Go and take over the earth. That's what he said to do. Subdue it. Are you subduing the earth? Or is the earth subduing you? It's time. Here, James 1.5. If any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God, who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly, without reproaching or fault-finding. 
and it will be given unto him. Should I read it again? Do you lack wisdom? Do you need wisdom to pay the bills? Do you need wisdom? <coughs> That's what, remember Solomon? He asked for wisdom. With wisdom came everything else. He became the richest man ever. Well, are you deficient in wisdom? Because if you don't, if you're not succeeding, you're deficient in wisdom. Let him ask of the giving God, who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly, without reproaching or fault-finding, and it will be given to him. It'll be given to you. If you ask for the wisdom, he will give you the wisdom. This is God. This is the God we serve. He doesn't want you to come behind in anything. For everyone who, this is Luke eleven ten. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks and keeps on seeking, finds. And to him who knocks and keeps on knocking, the door shall be opened. The spirit of man, I mean, I'm sorry, it's a different scripture. I got carried away here. So for everyone who asks and keeps on asking will receive. So why would he say that? Why would God lie through Luke? He isn't. Why would Luke lie? He wouldn't. Everyone who asks, he got this directly from Jesus. Everyone who asks and keeps on asking receives. But what's missing there is you have to keep on seeking, keep on finding, and keep on knocking and believing that it's going to change. you got to believe it. You can't be in the corner trembling, scared to death it ain't going to work. You've got to believe that the faith you're using is real. Okay, Proverbs 20, 27. The spirit of man, <clears throat> the factor in human personality, which proceeds immediately from God, is the lamp of the Lord, searching all his innermost parts. So the spirit, your spirit, man, is inside of you, searching everywhere for answers. God wants to give you those answers. Ask him. Ask for wisdom. Seek for wisdom. Mark 7, 25 and 26. Instead, at once a woman whose little daughter had and was once under control of an unclean spirit heard about him, Jesus, and came and flung herself down at his feet. Now the woman was Greek, and she kept begging him to drive the demon out of her daughter. And Jesus said to her that there were other, uh, he came for, not the Greeks, he came for the children of God. And she said, even the dogs get the crumbs from the table. So we have to understand, Jesus came to bring life and bring it more abundantly. He came to that your life right now, whoever you are, wherever you are, he came that you could be transformed today. Do you want to be transformed today? Can you allow yourself to change what you believe? I want to change, Art. I really do. I want to believe something different, but I'm scared. Okay? I get that. I understand that. But here's the thing. You've got to take God's word and put it, speak it into your life and hear it with your ears. And you've got to continue to do it. That's why we have those scripture books. 
you can go online, get a scripture book, print it out, or, or you can see it online, or you can contact us, we'll send you one. Armiesforjesus.com. But you read the scriptures out loud every day. And if you're in a bad situation, do it three times a day. It might take 15, 20 minutes to go through all the scriptures, but read them to yourself out loud. You must hear it. You've got to hear it out loud every day. And there's a calendar on there for 90 days. Do it for 90. If you can't do that, we've even picked out the scriptures from the Bible so you don't have to go through the Bible. If you if you don't discipline yourself to even do that, then why do you expect anything's going to change in your life? Oh, I just was born this way. That's baloney. You were born that way, but you, like every one of us, can change. Every one of us has the ability to be transformed. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? You take God's Word, you repeat it out loud, you say it out loud. Listen and hear what you say, and keep saying it, and change the belief that you have in your heart. It will happen. It's an automatic thing that happens when you allow it to. Give yourself permission to change from unbelief to belief. And the invisible world, the kingdom of God, the invisible kingdom will work for you instead of against you. It will bring to you the desires of your heart. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, which means you're in right standing with him, and he will give you the desires of your heart. It's automatic. It's a system. It's not God waking up today saying, well, get this, give this one good, and this one bad, or he would be unfair. It's a system. It works every time you work it. Will you work it this week? Will you change what you're saying? Will you believe in your heart? God loves you, and he wants to take care of you this week. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week on All In. It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time.